Steve Jobs did not want an iPad mini. He made fun of the tiny Android tablets already on the market, literally saying you'd have to shave down your fingers just to hit the tap targets and that all they could run was blown up phone apps. But then, then, in January of 2011, Apple's head of services, Eddie Q, read an article on GigaOM. It was by Kevin Toffel and it was titled, Why I Just Dumped the iPad. Hint, size matters. In the article, Kevin laid out why he sold it and got a seven inch Samsung Galaxy Tab instead. So Eddie Q went out and got a Samsung Galaxy Tab and he started using it. He didn't like Android, obviously, or the web browsing for some reason, but he really liked the email, the books, and the social media experience. Now, the one thing so many wannabe Steves forget about Jobs is that he wasn't just a dictator. He had strong opinions, for sure, but he also hired smart people and expected them to have strong opinions as well, and strong arguments to change his mind when they knew they were right, because if they were wrong, well, that'd be on them. But it happened with iTunes on Windows and it happened again with the iPad mini. They convinced him that there was a market for smaller tablets, but also a threat from them. And if anybody was gonna cannibalize the iPad with a smaller tablet, it was gonna be Apple, damn it. So as was often the case, when Steve changed his mind, he changed it hard, going from not wanting an iPad mini to wanting it immediately. The fastest turnaround of any new Apple hardware product in the history of the company, at least at the time. And sadly, Steve Jobs passed away in October of 2011, but the iPad mini was locked and loaded by then, except for what could have been an almost insurmountable obstacle for Henri Lamoureux's software team. See, they'd already done a marathon of sprints to get the original iPhone up and running for 2007, the App Store for 2008, the iPad for 2010, and the idea of having to make another entirely new interface size for 2012 was a lot, but as luck would have it, or more precisely, more fairly, the serendipity that comes from making really smart, sustainable, scalable software decisions over time, they figured out that if they made it slightly bigger, 7.9 inches instead of just seven inches, they could scale the existing 9.7 inch iPad interface down to iPhone density, and it would still be usable. The bigger iPad sized UI elements and touch targets just became smaller iPhone sized UI elements and touch targets. And that also meant that all of the existing iPad apps, almost the entire catalog, at least the ones that used Apple's UI kit frameworks and respected the human interface guidelines for the iPad, would just work on the iPad mini, giving Apple a huge, huge advantage over tiny Android tablets and their still blown up phone apps. So on October 23rd, 2012, at the California Theater in San Jose, Phil Schiller took to the stage and announced it, the iPad mini. Everything great about the original with a shave and a haircut, all pim particle down in size. And especially in the years before Apple started making big and bigger iPhones, they sold just of smaller iPads. And now, rumor has it, Apple is finally all rev up your engines for the biggest iPad mini update ever. Maybe not an iPad mini Pro, but poetically, an iPad mini Air. And I've got all the details for you right here, right now. So give it a click and I'll see you in that video.